It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, life has to move on for the Atlanta Falcons. An encouraging sign for the Falcons, and I haven't changed my stance about a particular guy. All next, Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Hitting Hard is brought to you by Bet Online. We ask you to head to youtube.com, hit the Locked On Sports Atlanta in your search browser, and hit that subscribe button when you get there. Heading toward 5,000 subscribers. We appreciate everybody being a part of our growing community. Leave us a comment. Don't forget, you can download us for free on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a five star review there. And of course, Roku and Amazon Fire. Yes, we are available on those platforms as well. And then follow me on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Well, we obviously got lots of bad news. And, and we kind of figured after the Falcons game that, okay, the status of Kyle Pitts, the status of Taquan Graham, right? Weren't really sure how bad it was going to be. And then, of course, we saw yesterday, and we got the word from Arthur Smith about Graham Pitts headed to IR. By the way, a couple other moves too. Justin Schaefer um, was moved from the practice squad to IR as well but look does it suck having those guys yes i mean look taquan graham has been a guy who's been a definite help we and i understand we've talked about this with the defense right that statistically you look the falcons aren't a very good defense but there are guys that are playing better taquan graham is a better player this year and a more impactful player this year than he was in his rookie season he's been a definite help and you think about two fifth-round draft picks that anchor your defensive line with Grady and Taquan Graham, that's pretty good production. If you could find that across your draft and have fifth-round guys who give you a lot of production, you take that. So Graham hurts. And, you know, again, he's not an all-pro. He's not a pro bowler. He's not Aaron Donald, okay? Not trying to hype up what he is. But for a team that doesn't have very many answers – you know, to quote my friend Roddy Roddy Piper, you just change the question. Just when you think you have the answers, I change the question. Well, we don't have very many answers on the interior part of our defensive line. And certainly Graham is a guy who helps out Grady Jarrett to be better. I don't think it's coincidence that Grady is having a really good year at the same time that Taquan Graham is having a good year. I think those two guys work pretty well together, right? You can you can give more of the benefit to either one or what have you, but still they've worked well together. So that's going to hurt because we just don't have the depth and the answers. I like Abdullah Anderson. I think he's done a lot of good things, but we just don't have a lot of depth at that position to be losing one of our starters. Now, the Kyle Pitts thing. I know everybody's saying, like, well, we don't use Kyle Pitts in all center. Well, again, we we gave you the numbers last week. Okay, they're targeting him at a higher percentage this year than they were last year. He has a higher percentage of first down catches this year than last year. So we kind of gave you the real numbers, not just, you know, what perception is. We gave what the actual truth is. Yeah, it hurts because he draws attention that helps take attention away from other guys. Now, look, 
we're not a pass-heavy offense. We're not a pass-first offense, okay? We're, we're, we're not a huck it around the yard, you know, and we're not a team that's going to go out there. And, again, I, I was kind of funny reading some of the comments yesterday about, you know, somebody saying about, well, do a dive on 30 attempts. Well, okay, when Mariota's thrown it 30 times, they've lost both times. When, when, when he's thrown it 30 times, they've been in trouble. They, they lost the Panthers game on Thursday, and they lost the Saints game at the start of the year. Do any one of those games give you really good hope about the idea of throwing it around a whole bunch? Because he threw it over 30 times in those two games. So, look, Pitts may not have a million targets in this than the other. But, obviously, when you get down in the red zone, as we've talked about, he is part of the solution, right? I mean, you don't have a ton of solutions, but he's certainly part of it. So, you're going to miss him there. You're going to miss him for the attention that he takes where now that attention gets focused on Drake London or even listen, say what you will about Olamide Zacchaeus or Cordero Hodge or Demir Bird. You know, those guys have made some plays for, for all the lack of talent that I'm, listen, not disputing that this is not a very talented wide receiver core by any stretch of the imagination, but those three guys have given you plays this year. Those three guys have done some good things when, when there has been some slight moments and opportunities to make a play. So, look, it's not changing our philosophy to lose Kyle Pitts, but certainly as you get down in the red zone, having that weapon taken away, and the idea of now teams are really going to focus heavily on Drake London. It's This is where Arthur Smith has been so good, is being able to scheme and design and come up creatively with ways to get our offense moving, even if you're not incorporating, you know, Kyle Pitts for 150 targets, right? I told you he would never get, told you this before the season started, he'd never get to 110 targets. Well, he's going to be about 92 if he'd played the whole year. Now, what about the idea of, of bringing him back? Here is what I'll tell you about this. This would be my thought, because he's got to miss four weeks minimum. If he has surgery, He's going to be missing a while, okay? If there's an availability to bring him back the last week or two and you're in a win-and-in playoff mode, you try to bring him back. If, for whatever reason, it gets sideways the next few weeks of whatever, they're out of the playoffs, they, they the gap separates, right? You know, the 49ers winning last night didn't help the Falcons, Okay, now they're the division leader. So if that gap starts to widen at all, don't bring Kyle Pitts back. Don't don't try to force him back and rush him back. Think about where we're at right now, right? We're headed to week 12 of the NFL season, right? So we're, we're about to be in week 12. Yes, they still have their bye coming up, okay? If, you're, if you get to where those final couple of games, Arizona, Tampa Bay, and you're starting to get into a win and we can be in the playoffs and he's available to come back, I'd absolutely bring him back. I'd absolutely like to see him get back in. I'm not of the mindset of you just shut him down for the rest of the year just to shut him down the rest of the year. Now, I'm telling you, it's not necessarily going to be easy. You know, he's got MCL. He may have to have surgery on it, this, that, and the other. So, I, I again, I'm not going to tell you medically that I know exactly the timetable for him being back but they only put him on short-term IR. So he is available after four games. Don't think we'll see him in four weeks or what have you, four games, but we'll see. So if 
if they get to where in the next few weeks that the playoffs are not a realistic option, then shut Pitts down for the rest of the year. No harm, no foul. You shut him down and you move on. But life has to move on. And and now you need Anderson and some of those guys on the defensive side to pick up the slack, right? You need more out of your pass rush every week, right? Four sacks was great. Keep that train humming. And offensively, look, we're going to see how good Drake London is because if you think about it, there's not going to be a lot of great options at pass catcher. Maybe Patterson gets split out and used a little bit more in the passing game. So maybe Huntley and Algier get a little bit more run as running backs and you use Patterson not just as your running back, but maybe splitting him out wide using a little bit different role. We'll see. But look, it's it's the NFL life. You have to figure out how to move on from it. Thankfully, we have a coach who can figure this kind of stuff out. All right. We'll talk about my friends over at Bet Online. Listen, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports wagering information. So what do you like to get into? NFL football, college football, NBA, college basketball, NHL, whatever your proclivities are in the world of sports betting, you can get into all of it at BetOnline.net. So here's what you do. Take the mobile device. It's very simple. Take that mobile device that you have everywhere in your hand, right? It's like glued to your hand, right? So take that mobile device, head to BetOnline.net today. Check out all the information they have available to make you a smarter sports better. You want podcast news, stats, scores, information. Everything is available at your fingertips at betonline.net. So head to betonline.net today. Get in on all of the action. Check out all of the different things they have available to put your sports wagering money into. And you can do it all at betonline.net. Betonline.net is where the action starts. Also want to remind you, too, as you make Hitting Hard with John Trucker your first listen every day, Make sure you make Locked On Sports today your second listen every day. The biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. They're available on Odyssey, YouTube, and all of your favorite podcast platforms. Check out Locked On Sports today. So one encouraging sign that we got that we are going to need this week. Did you know that the Falcons graded out as the best? Let me repeat that. They graded out as the best offensive line of the week by pro football focus they were number one in the nfl they only gave up two pressures on 26 dropbacks for the quarterback okay so i know it's a great narrative to say we don't pass blocking on okay they're way better this year okay all the stats and analytics and metrics tell you that they are way better one guy who played really well on sunday was a guy that i've picked on a lot here and that's drew dolman so Last week, Dolman had, without a doubt, his best game as an Atlanta Falcon. He was an 86.4 grade overall, an 86 grade in the run game, and a 74.3% in the passing game. So the only game where he had a better pass blocking grade was against Seattle, where he was 81.7, far and away his best run blocking grade, and far and away his best grade overall. Now, why I say this is encouraging, a couple few things. Number one is, go look at the Carolina. We just talked about 86, 74, 86. Okay, here is his numbers from the Carolina game on that Thursday. 42.5 overall, 51.4 run blocking grade. And are you ready? A 20.5 pass block grade. Yikes. That's I I could have come in and given you a 20. Literally, if I just line up, I can get a 20. It's like the ACT, right? 
or SAT, right? You get a thousand if you just sign your name on the paper. I could have given you a 20 just by standing out there. So he was dreadful in the Carolina game. And not just his, his inability to block, but the number of bad snaps that he had. Well, look, granted, Derrick Brown is a game wrecker. We're going to talk about this just a second here. Derrick Brown's a game wrecker, right? But last week against the Bears, who doesn't have, they don't have a game wrecker on their defensive line anymore. Khalil Mack gone, right? And we're past all of that era. He played really well. And I thought he snapped the football really well. So, okay, that's encouraging. He he went off of his worst game of the season by far and turned around and gave you his best game of the season. Well, let me tell you, he's going to need it again on Sunday because we're going to preview the game tomorrow because we're going to be off for Thanksgiving and then we're going to do our ATL hangouts on Friday. I'm going to preview the game tomorrow. The number one matchup in this game is the Commodores, and I call them the Commodores, the Commodores, Jonathan Allen, lining up on Drew Dahlman. And I promise you that Washington looked at all of the film of Derrick Brown on Drew Dahlman and how he abused him in two games. Just so that you understand, Jonathan Allen, the defensive lineman out of Alabama, a stalwart, six and a half sacks. That leads the Washington, that leads the Commodores, okay? He has 14 tackles for loss, and he's hit the quarterback 15 times this year. He is a game-wrecking interior defensive lineman. So all the stuff we saw with Derrick Brown, guess what? You can even amp that up a little bit with Jonathan Allen this week. And that is going to be the single number one matchup to watch. What does Jonathan Allen do against Drew Dahlman and beating up our offensive line? So what Dahlman do I get? Do I get the guy who went from his worst game and had his best game of the year this past week? and was terrific in the pass game, terrific in the run game, terrific overall, did a really good job of snapping the football? Or do I get the guy against Carolina who doesn't even grade out as competent? If he put that kind of grade in the world of school, he'd have been held back for four grades. So which guy do I get? Because that's going to be the key to this game. Can you block Jonathan Allen? Can you contain their defensive front? And I know Chase Young is going to be back this week. I've heard that he's going to – sounds like he's going to be back and activating all that. That's a whole separate thing, right? And we'll see – you know, look, Chase Young just coming back may or may not have a huge impact on the game, right? You don't know first game out, you know, what he's going to do. But go look at what Jonathan Allen did last week for Washington in their game. Go go look at what his – go look at what his numbers were last week. Every bit the, every bit the game record or more – than what Derek Brown is. In fact, I'm going to give you the numbers here real quickly on uh, on all of this. Last week against Houston, he had four quarterback hits, three tackles for loss, and had two quarterback sacks. So he hit the quarterback four times, sacked him twice, and picked up three total tackles for loss. He starts doing that this week, we're going to be in real trouble. This is going to be a tough matchup. So I'm encouraged because, look, am I sold on Drew Dolman being our center? No, I'm not completely sold on Drew Dolman being the center for this team. 
but I am encouraged that he went from his worst game of the year to his best game of the year. We'll find out a lot on Sunday if that was he got better or if it was the competition level. Because this Sunday, that's your number one matchup. Jonathan Allen has a chance to destroy the heart and soul of Drew Dahlman and make him want to go sell insurance for a living if things go badly. Things go the way that they did last week with Jonathan Allen blowing up the Houston Texans um, offensive line out there. I want to talk about my friends over at Built Bar. Listen, we've talked about this a bunch, right? I want you to head to Built.com. Here's the thing. It's holiday season, right? I know everybody wants to be fat and sassy and all that good stuff. I get all that, right? But you're looking to try to find, can I find something that's got some good taste, but low sugar, low sugar, low carb, low calorie, but high protein, right? I need my protein, but where can I find a snack like that? Built.com. Head to Built.com. We've talked about the protein-infused marshmallow puffs, right? You want some a little bit of different taste and texture, okay? But you don't want the sugar and the carbs and everything that goes along with it. Head to Built.com today. Check out their wide menu of all the different products. And they're always coming out with a new flavor of the month, okay? I've been snacking on my Built Bars that they sent me. I like the berry a lot. I, I, I like the cookies and cream, right? I really like the s'mores when that was the flavor of the month. So head to Built.com today. Check out their wide menu of products. And when you get your order put together, I want you to put in at checkout, Locked On 15, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, the number one, the number five. Put that promo code in at checkout and you get 15% off. Simply by using the promo code Locked On 15, you get 15% off of your order over at Built.com. So you want the snacks, but you don't want the sugar. You don't want the carbs. You don't want all the calories and everything that goes on with it. But you want something that tastes halfway, halfway decent. I'm the same way. I, 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 I want something that doesn't taste like I'm chewing on an empty cardboard box, right? Built.com has got all the products that you're going to love. And head there and at checkout, put in Locked On 15 at checkout, and we're going to get you 15% off your order simply because you're a listener of the Locked On Sports Network. So head to Built.com today, get your order put in, and save yourself 15%. Look, it was a really good win for Georgia Tech and obviously for Brent Key over the weekend. Big win at Carolina. They held the number nine scoring offense in the nation, averaging over 40 points a game to 17 points. And in fact, after they got a 17 to seven lead, they never let them score again. Their defense was outstanding. And now that conversation is circling back as Tech's about ready to finish up their regular season about well, is Brent Key the guy? Is, is Brent Key the guy? Okay. I'm going to tell you that I haven't changed my stance. I, I like what Brent Key has done. Four and three. They're four and four in conference, right? He has two wins against ranked opponents, right? The game in Pittsburgh was against a ranked team. They were 24th at that time. The game last week was against number 13, who's headed to the ACC title game, the Car uh, North Carolina Tar Heels, right? So his two wins over ranked teams is like more than Jeff Collins had in three years. I think it's two to one. I think Collins had one ranked win. Brent Key's got two. But I'm here to tell you that the good things that we've seen, I don't still think outweigh the bad. Look, the first two games, the, the Pitt game and the Duke game coming back, I think part of that is anytime you make a coaching change, 
Guys are trying to impress. Guys are going to play all out for a new guy, especially given probably some of the frustration level that was being seen with where Georgia Tech's program was. So the first two games, I'm not going to take away credit, but I'm going to tell you it's a different mindset for players when there's a coaching change. All of a sudden, guys like perk up. Okay, I'm maybe playing for my job. I got to impress this guy. Or we're going to rally around coach and say, hey, this is the move. There are a lot of things about those first couple of games. And they won. Beat Pitt, beat Duke. By the way, the Duke win looks good now, right? Duke's going to be a bowl team this year, okay? Duke Duke has a chance to, you know, maybe finish second in the Coastal when all is said and done. But the Virginia game at home, that was one of the most dreadful offensive performances ever. Virginia is a dreadful program. They're dreadful. And you lost at home in a game where you could only score nine points on them. And you're fumbling and bumbling and trumbling and, you know, stumbling all over the place. That's a bad loss, okay? Then you take Miami. Miami hadn't scored in, they hadn't scored a touchdown in nine quarters going into that game, and they put five touchdowns up on you. The Florida State game, you know, you keep it close and it gets decent for a while, and then it ends up being a runaway at 41-16. And I understand they're limited personnel, okay? But it was personnel that was good enough to beat Carolina, Duke, and Pitt. Why wasn't that personnel good enough to beat Virginia or at least be competitive against Miami and Florida State, who are no great? I mean, Florida State's a really good team. I'll give Florida State credit. Martin Norvell's done a really good job. Miami stinks. Miami's offense has been awful. No way to describe it. It's awful. And they had not scored a touchdown in nine quarters. And, And you let them roll up a big number on you. You let them find a way to put five touchdowns up on you. I I think Tech needs a reset. I think there just needs to be an overall reset. I don't think they brought Jay Bat in to just hire the interim coach that they have. You could have hired me as the AD to do that. Now, I understand Jay Bat's also a very big money-making guy, right? He was Bama's main guy for raising money, right? For fundraising and stuff like that. He's a money guy. So there's that aspect of it. I get what Jay Bat, I, trust me, understand completely what Jay Bat did, what he was doing for Alabama. And they need him to do that at Tech. They need him to accumulate money, right? Because you're going to pay a coach and a staff and everything else and NIL and all that. You need a guy who can come in and bring money into the program. I got that. But I don't, but they didn't have to make him AD to do all that stuff. And I don't think he was brought in to just hire the interim. Now, look, Brent Key may get the job. And look, they beat Georgia. And listen to what I'm saying, okay? If they beat Georgia, what's the chances of that happening? But again, anyway, Georgia knows if they win on Saturday, they're in the playoff. Regardless of what happens in the SEC title game, Georgia 12-0, undefeated, defending national champion, clear-cut number one team in the nation, win or lose against LSU, they're in the playoff. They ain't going from one to five. Sorry, that's not happening. I don't. You can argue that amongst yourselves. I'm not even going to listen to that argument. So Georgia has a lot to play for, but so does Tech. Bowl eligible, right? They win against the dogs or bowl eligible and beating your rival and everything else. Okay, there's a lot of mythology in what I just said, right? There's a lot of Merlin and sorcery and and Harry Potter and all that mixed into what I just said. If he does 
then I might have a different conversation with you. My personal opinion, I think Georgia Tech gets run this weekend. And if that's the case, how drastically better is the program at that point? I think you go in there and hit the reset button and start this thing over. I like some of the things Brent Key has done. Maybe the next coach keeps him on their staff. Okay, I've talked about Jamie Chadwell of Coastal Carolina. I talked about this the day that they got rid of Jeff Collins, right? And and it sounds like Tech will be able to get into about the $4 million range on a coach. Well, Chadwell's making $800,000 right now. Now, look, Myrtle Beach is not a bad place to live. That stadium is literally, I've been by it. That stadium is literally 20 minutes from Myrtle Beach. Not a bad environment to be there. And you can be the top dog at a program. And they're a really good program in Coastal Carolina right now. If you could bring a guy like Jamie Chadwell in, I'll take him all day long. And they could probably pay him about $4 million bucks, put a staff together, and let's roll. That would be my number one choice. Not Deion Sanders. I've already explained all that. I, I, I'm not looking to win the press conference. I'm trying to build a program here. This is a deficient program. Trying to build a program. I like what Brent Key has done. I understand what the highs are, but I also understand what the lows are. And when I weigh the whole picture of everything, I think you just have to hit the reset button. We'll see what happens. This will listen. They get blown out this weekend. I'm not sure Brent Key's going to be the guy. They find a miracle way to win with sorcery and magic. He might end up getting the job. All right, we well, thank you so much for making Hitting Hard with John Chuck for your first listen every day. Don't forget, make Locked On Sports today your second listen. Biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and of course, the take of the day. They are free and available on Odyssey, YouTube, all of your favorite platforms that you check us out on. Don't forget, head to youtube.com and put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser. We want you to subscribe to our channel. Leave us a comment about what we talk about. Of course, we are free and available to download on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Odyssey. Check us out for free. Leave us a five-star review. Roku and Amazon Fire are the places you can check us out as well. And then follow me on my personal Twitter page, at JMCH316. We're going to preview Falcons and the Washington Commodores coming up tomorrow. This has been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.